Hello, professionals. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite business podcast, Professional-ish. Today, I, Rachel, am here with my co-host, Jordan. And for the most part, she's going to be leading the show. She has some great things to say about what it means to be the secret sauce, how to be a great and valuable employee. That to wrap up that point, number three, give, don't take, create, don't consume. Point number four, remember we have five points, so we're on the home stretch here. Point number four is how our title refers be the secret sauce. And as Rachel was the one who came up with this <laughs> point, because we were trying to figure out how to word this, and she goes, be the secret sauce. And I was like, you are the secret sauce, like in Miss Congeniality, be the crown. You are the crown. And I just thought, like, <laughs> it's just so funny. It's, it's such a great movie. Um, but love, love that movie. Yes, yes. Classic. I mean, anything Sandra Bullock, like, you can't go wrong with that. Um, but, like, be the person that is irreplaceable because someone can replace your position with having the same skill set, but they can't replace you. Um, so we have um, some thoughts on this, and this is just – this was the two-way point, the, the most fun that I had in coming up with things because <laughs> it's so, again, it's so intangible. But um, I guess the maybe the theme for this point is I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. I'm going to just like say all the words and then hopefully, Rachel, you can help me, help me to like bring it in. But you bring a lightness or an effortlessness or a an ease versus being the heaviness of the company or the um, but basically like providing an effortlessness to your your team so part of that is offering ideas and contributing that'd be our kind of our first kind of tangible intangible like piece to being the secret sauce is um, adding to the conversation versus only ever taking from the conversation. And as you're doing that, really, I guess this this area of this episode is just a lot of advice that I wanted to provide to you guys. Um, soak in that conversation that you are around when you first start at a new job. So, um, and maybe kind of reordering that, you start by just listening. You're soaking in the conversation around you. You're soaking in the work culture and kind of getting the pulse of the company, the team, the dynamics. You're listening to to take in and to understand what's going on around you. So it's you're not really like as you offer ideas, go for that, but really just be listening in. So I sorry that was that was multiple subpoints, but like overarching listen first offer ideas second love that i think there's something to be said for i think there's something to be said (laughs) i remember when one of my bosses commented in my first couple months of this company of um tori's just so uh shy or something like that and i was like i just took i didn't say anything (laughs) to that which uh, shy there we go but i i knew my like I'm going to just go with the word limits. I don't know if that's the best word to use right now, but I 
I knew when to like speak up versus when to not. And so I, I'm like, I literally, guys, I didn't know. I mean, we've said that we work at a counseling office. I didn't know what the word intake meant until I started this company. That's like one of the basics. It is the term for the first session you ever have with your clinician. You fill out paperwork, you get to know them. It's like one of the basic things. I didn't know the environment that I was walking into. I was new to any sort of similar environment. And so while I had many great skills to contribute, there was a lot that I didn't know and I was very aware of that. So as the bosses are coming into the office, as our coworkers are coming in, as we have clients come in at the very beginning there, I don't know what to contribute. I'm there to be a sponge. I'm there to listen, to pick up on things, pick up on names, pick up on details, only asking questions as I need to, to clarify things, but I'm there to just take it in. And once I started putting the pieces together, then I had a foundation from which to ask. And not that people are necessarily going to notice this, but when I see that someone is listening for the first little bit, and then, I mean, give it a couple of weeks, give it a month. And then they start asking questions. I I didn't realize this until just now. I am more bent toward listening to them in a, in a serious manner after they've been there a month than if they're trying to offer ideas their first week there. I don't, I don't, not that I'm not trying to take their ideas seriously or not seriously, but they're going to have more background to ask better questions the longer that they're there. Their question may even, their question may be completely answered because like a week in or a month in, you're like just now knowing everything. I would say it takes at least a month to even fully understand what the person's role would be in the company. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're just figuring out what you're supposed to be doing. That's like that's your goal. That's your job is to learn. Your job isn't yet to offer questions. Totally agree. Um, but I think, yeah, part of that is once you do get to the point of asking questions, um, something that Rachel, you've said is knowledge is power. And so I think at first the questions are to clarify. And then I, I don't remember Rachel, how, how, far into me working here, I started asking different questions, but there came a point when I would start to offer ideas that you started going, that's a great idea. I'm going to bring <laughs> that up in the, you know, the management meeting or whatever. And I, not that I was like, I didn't have any expectation. I just, I, I wasn't thinking the end goal. I just thought, hmm, this might be helpful. But then you heard me And what you have later said is at that point, whatever that point was, the, the ideas that I had were going to be helpful to our tasks and to our systems and ultimately the company. And they were realistic um, because some ideas are great, but they're not realistic. And ultimately they aligned with the company's goals. So I think if you're going to offer ideas, I'm not saying to like censor yourself or filter yourself, but know that just because you offer an idea does not mean that it's going to go through. Yes. It will. And to, to further your point there, 
how can you better a task or a system or how how can you better or improve something that you don't even understand if you've been there a week two weeks a month two months and you're you're trying to offer and you're trying to offer ideas but you literally are trying to offer ideas on something like so let's say that you work at let's say you work at a coffee shop and one person makes the coffee and one person scoops the ice cream and when you're trained you like when someone's trained one person is trained in ice cream and one person is trained in coffee so if you're the coffee person and you weren't trained in ice cream it's probably not the best idea to tell the ice cream person how to do their job or to give ideas like you, you can try to come from a place of helpfulness but if you literally don't understand what they're doing then you really don't have any place offering ideas boom <laughs> like that's what is the... it like stay in your lane i've heard that before i've usually not heard it in the nicest context but if you well we have experienced this a new employee comes on fresh out of school we've experienced this more more than once and they're offering ideas of how the company should be run on like a larger scale. Oh, um, man, yep. the, I don't know a nicer way than to say the audacity, the audacity. You literally have no business experience. You just got out of school. You've only been an intern and you are telling, you are making quote unquote suggestions to at that time, two people who together had over 30 years of experience in the field. Granted, there are, you know, there are people who have been in the field for a long time and have no idea what they're doing. But on the flip side, you've been there for a very short period of time, have very little experience and don't even fully understand what you are doing or what the company is doing. You really think that it's a that it's a helpful suggestion to try and tell someone how to run their business. There is a level of know your role, shut your hole. So bef before offering an idea, think on is this actually contributing because i would i would even venture to say offering suggestions or ideas does not mean that you're contributing or at least not contributing positively so it's not that i don't agree with you i am thinking through i think the distinction that i am coming up with in my brain is your motivation behind the suggestion because mm -hmm. there have been, there can be times that you offer a suggestion, someone says, no, that's not going to work, and you drop it. And you're like, okay, cool. I trust you. I trust why, whether you're giving me a why or not, I trust that you know better than me, and so I'm going to drop it. So I, I think there's, like, no when to give suggestions and when to speak up, because sometimes the boss didn't ask, so we don't need to say anything. We don't need to be the problem solver and, like, just completely like make everything better that's not that's not why you were hired on let's just mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. click your your heels and it's all perfect um so i don't think there's anything to be said wrong necessarily for having some suggestions but i think if you are like in in its place in its situation in its time i'm not saying offer 10 suggestions every single day but like as comes up offer a suggestion but allowing there to be pushback, allowing there to be a no, 
and trusting that that person knows more than you, knows a little bit better than you. And the, the point, if your point can be that you want it for the betterment of the company, like have the right motivations behind it and then know when to drop it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which, yeah, that is, that is one of the points that we have here is like know when to listen and know when to speak up. Um, so like there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Within that, I think everyone has been at the point when if you have background and experience to pull from, by all means, like pull it out and see if it, if it is effective. But to a point, and I, I don't want to put any qualifications on this, to a point you can, it is possible to simply listen and to not <laughs> put anything out there and to just hear what other people have to say. Because I just, side note, there's a lot you can learn by listening to others. TED Talk over. <laughs> well, I don't even want to go down that whole road, but like there's a time and a place for speaking up and Sometimes it's extremely helpful and other times just in my experience, hot topic, like this is probably going to offend some people, but I don't care because it needs to be said. Sometimes people are speaking up because they were never told to not. <laughs> like if you were, I think I've already, you know, had said, had said something along these lines. If you were coming into a situation where the people above you who are making making decisions have been doing this way longer than you are it i would say it's it's pretty narcissistic to think that you know far better than they do Whew, that's some fighting words right there i'm i'm just saying i've experienced it more than once where someone there's the difference between coming in and just being naive and coming right. in and thinking i'm so great and wonderful i'm gonna know better than these people who have done this 30 years longer than I have. Right. So be offended. Like, <laughs> Long hair, don't care. It, if you were offended, it's probably because this hits too close to home. I was like, you're being triggered. Yes. Um, and the, the thing that I, that I'm just always very aware of is that, I mean, to a point, like lots of people have security in their jobs, but your boss has the ability to fire you at an, not at any point, but like at any point. So uh, like if you're someone who is constantly butting up against management and pushing back and like taking extra effort and energy and is not getting the hint and getting the clue, they can replace you and they just might. So uh, like at what cost <laughs> is it worth it? Because if you're if you're like if you're the opposite, you're doing like good work, but you don't have the company culture fit. That's you have the hard skills. You don't have the soft skills. They can find someone else who also has the hard skills, but they do have the soft skills. Mm, yes, they're not going to jeopardize their work culture and their environment from one sour employee. I think the word that just comes to mind to me about this being the opposite of the narcissistic tendencies is um, having humility. And I think um, a point that we didn't explicitly write down, but like the people who like Rachel and I, you have, ex uh, we have experienced um, 
within our company is the people who are the valuable employees are always assuming that there's something that they may not know and that they can learn from others. Mm -hmm. And there is an appreciation for those around them and the knowledge and skill set that their teammates can bring to something that it, I know that for me, it makes me feel so respected and so seen and valued. Um, I had one of our employees, um, I don't know when it was, but I had sent an email out um, and given some thoughts on something. And she was like, I absolutely agree. Like, I think that you, like, you're so right or whatever it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, like she sees what I'm saying. She values what I'm saying. The place that you learn a lot is on the job because people, to, to your point again, if you're talking to an executive who's been there 20 years, you have so much more to learn from them than they have to learn from you. Absolutely. So true. Well, mic drop moment there. Because um, <laughs> I'm like, I have been in environments where I don't remember how long they'd been around, but they'd been around for a minute. And I think that you have so much more to learn. So being humble about it and knowing your, your place. So the the last sub point of this topic of being, being the sauce is, um, <laughs> I just can't say it without like not dramatically saying it. That's just how that goes. Um, and having the, the the one guy, I can't remember his um, his name, but the guy who literally says the be the crown you are, the crowd just have his like deep voice in my head. Um, so I can the, literally hear it. <laughs> and then it's like the not yeah yeah it's yes, and just all sorts of good moments in that movie. Um, While I'm watching the, the dead cow cock is all oh, around yes. in your mouth. <laughs> accent just the like it, there's something to be said for like being an actor if you have like not that he had a one line but when you have few lines per scene if you can deliver them well they become iconic so be rememberable <laughs> or memorable um anyways so um I the like last memorable better because <laughs> like i don't think either of those are right but y'all know what i'm trying to say um the last sub point here is the the valuable employee is going to be invested. And what Ooh. I mean by that is it's one thing to have the knowledge of the company and be able to give the elevator pitch of here's the products, here's the services, here's our ideal client, here are our goals, here are our values, blah, blah, blah. Here's who we are in a nutshell. And then you have the people who were like, they agree with it, they get it, they want to further that. And kind of what you had said earlier, they want to be impactful and add to mm -hmm. the company. Mm -hmm. And they just really embody the mission of the company because you can have the people who come in and it's like the revolving door, whether it's someone who... Um, never meant to be there long-term and it's, it's a, a seasonal thing. Um, you can have someone who comes in and realizes mm, this isn't it. And they go right back out and they thought they were <laughs> going to be there long-term, but I can imagine it's the people who are the, the valuable employees in a company are not just, I know the knowledge, but it's how can I, add to improve to this company and I am 
behind like I when the company experiences something great they're like woohoo they're they're flying they're so excited and like joyful about it and then when a company goes through something difficult they're like like I'm so bummed about you know this thing that happened or that thing that happened and like it like downcast them in a way like they they ride Mm. the emotions of the highs and the lows of the company because if someone is not a valuable employee they won't care and you don't want to have someone who is an integral position on the team who doesn't care about the mission of the company i'm having some moments on this one (laughs) agreed I mean, that's, woo. people <laughs> will have some things to moment. say about that. The, the people who are the valuable people are going to be in it for the long haul. All right, professionals, I hope this was helpful to you. I thought this was a really fun episode to dive into, to consider, and to think through, and to be able to share with you guys. But that is going to wrap up this episode. Um, with what we have for you today. So um, with that being said, at the sixth time of this episode, (laughs) we out. And remember, guys, stay (laughs) professional-ish.